0: Welcome to Waging War, the podcast where we discuss the battle between truth and lies. We believe that if you know the truth, the truth will set you free.
1: Hello, welcome to Waging War. I am sitting here with my good friend, Victor Lee, who was the counseling pastor for a long time at First Baptist Concord. Yes, ma'am. And we've had you on here before We're we're having you back because this is a conversation that believers need to enter into. They need to understand it's pertinent to our development, our walk with Christ, especially people stepping into recovery, stepping into salvation. Um, It's good to understand the Holy Spirit's role in our walk and what that looks like, what, what the breakdown of that is. And I know this is something that's very important to you, Um, And we're going to get into that. So I would like to just start by asking you the question, Victor, of why is this conversation important?
0: This conversation is important because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us Mm -hmm. to give us comfort and counsel on a moment-to-moment basis. Apart from that, we don't know what to do. (laughs) We don't know how to think. We don't know how to react. Our feelings are disjointed. And so the Holy Spirit's role as comforter and counselor is absolutely crucial and we must understand how it works.
1: So the Bible um, makes two, uh, it makes a distinction between being led by the flesh and being led by the Spirit. Right. And how will someone know if they're being led by the flesh or being led by the Spirit?
0: When you're led by the Spirit, then the things that you are doing are consistent with the Word of God. You test your impulses, your thoughts, your ideas about how to behave next, your responses against whether that would be biblically sound. Beyond that, the Holy Spirit will prompt you in that way. He will say, this is what my word says, and I uh, urge you to do this this way. And so you don't just have to come up with your own impulse and test it. You can be listening to God, and he will bring back to your mind what is the truth, and what he wants you to do. And he always does it in a a kind and warm way. There's therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So the tone of the Holy Spirit when he's speaking to you isn't, Sarah, go do this. (laughs) No, 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 let's not do like that. It's, hey, Sarah, Victor, no, this way. Hey, remember this truth. Remember this comfort I give. Remember this, you can do this. Mm -hmm. It's more that kind of tone. But what do, is our self-talk doing? Our self-talk is condemning ourselves, questioning ourselves, getting angry, popping off, uh, things that we've all done, things that we all still do in our sin nature. Uh, but the Holy Spirit's there to, to coach us and to keep us from those reactions and to let us live in His light and His power.
1: And we also have Satan to contend with. You know, I think Satan comes as the accuser, the yes. tempter the deceiver a lot of times satan will speak to us in suggestive terms it'll say well how do you you know same thing from the garden mm-hmm. did god really say No. Yeah. you know it's more just a suggestion you right. know a suggestive lie. He
0: plants doubts
1: yeah plants doubts, doubts uh temp he comes as a tempter to, mm-hmm. to sin right um and then a deceiver right uh, bringing outright lies Yes, to our mind, and that's why the Bible says we are to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Right, but a lot of times, I mean, people have this dilemma: How do I know when I'm hearing from God mm-hmm. if I'm talking to myself or if it's Satan? Right. Um, and if you
0: is... if you have a close walk with Christ, you'll begin to recognize the difference. Uh, how does a child know if it's hearing from its parent or from somebody else's parent? They know their voice, mm-hmm. right? know their voice. And so the voice of God comes through very clear. There are two verses in Scripture, many verses in Scripture, about the Holy Spirit. But there are two in particular that I want to break down that will help us understand this. In John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking with his disciples. They have finally found God, and they're following him around, and they like it. And he says he's going to ascend, and they're like, No, 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 please, just stay. We want to follow you. I'm paraphrasing. And he says to them, and I'm quoting now, Uh, I will send another, the Holy Spirit, who will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Then John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you, not as the world gives, but as I give. Therefore, do not let your heart be troubled. Those are two vital verses. First of all, he says he will send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit occupies us, lives in us. Okay, And the Holy Spirit will teach us all things. He is a teacher. He is teaching from the Word of God. He is teaching from truth, okay? And he says, I will remind you of all I have said to you, Jesus speaking. Now, who is Jesus? Part of the Trinity. Now, we understand the Trinity, but we don't because it's a miracle. So it's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So you can easily say that Jesus is the author of Scripture, along with God through the Holy Spirit, through man, okay? And so I'll remind you of all I have said to you. Re is a prefix for already happened. You have never watched a replay of a sporting event that had not occurred already, right? It's a, you review for the test. You're looking at material that exists,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not new material. I will remind you of what I have said. Where is written what he has said? The Word of God. He gave us a book that is his truth. And it says, I'll remind you of what I have said. Now here's the problem we face. And here in 7,000 hours of counseling roughly is the biggest dilemma I see among born-again people. They don't understand how the Holy Spirit works. They're not loading their mind with the Word. So there's not enough to remind them of. Mm -hmm. You don't get out what you don't put in. It's as simple as it can be. And so we have our thoughts, our ideas, our impulses, and they're wrong so often. I'm wrong so often. Uh, And and so the Holy Spirit says, I will remind you of what I have said. So if we will load our mind with the Word of God, then He in the perfect timing, as we're going through life, going through challenges, facing opportunities, facing uh, uh, difficult conversations, facing an emotional time, will speak to us with comfort, encouragement instruction hope and that is peace and that is truth and that will guide us in the right direction but if you get up in the morning and you don't read it or you read a verse a day it's better than nothing not much but better than nothing okay then then you don't have a lot to pull out the one who will study the word deeply that don't mean you need to spend two hours a day and read 25 chapters. But the one who will be deeply in the word and make it the center of their life will have it captured in their mind, and the Holy Spirit will do what He said He will do remind you of what He has said, and it will be your guide for life. That's how the Holy Spirit works. What was the next verse? Peace I leave with you. What is everybody looking for? Peace. Everybody's looking for peace. Peace I leave you with you, not as the world gives peace. So a question you asked me earlier was essential to all this. How do you know the difference between what you're thinking, basically, and what God's thinking? Well, you're trying to find, I'm trying to find ways to peace. Everybody wants peace. And we find addiction. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I I sarcastically say, uh, cocaine will work for a little while. Mm -hmm. Lots of addictions will work for a little while. Very short term. Yeah, you know, they'll destroy you, but they'll work for a little while. feels mm-hmm. better, right? Mm-hmm. And so peace I leave with you not as the world gives. Well, if we're in the Word, we're walking with the Spirit, and we're hearing Him, He's going to give peace. And that is going to uh, cause us to strongly resist mm-hmm. the wrong kinds of peace. It's going to turn us away from the wrong kinds of peace, the false pieces. Counterfeit
1: okay. worldly peace.
0: Counterfeit worldly peace. Mm-hmm. And temporary. And then it says, You don't let your heart be troubled. What, what are we dealing with in our culture? Troubled hearts. You sit down to speak with someone in counseling, and I don't just mean capital C counseling, I don't just mean count. You know, if you are a Christ follower, uh, if you care about people, you're counseling people. You are speaking to them about life, okay? And, and so we must, uh, we want to strive to give them hope and encouragement. And hope and encouragement comes from the Word of God. So I'm simply saying, if you're a Christ follower, load up on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Job said it was more necessary than his food. He said this in Job chapter 23, in the midst of utter earthly hell, everything had been destroyed. Everything. But his, the Word of God was essential to everything, and that's what he lived by.
1: It also says that we will know the spirit of truth essentially because it will acknowledge that Jesus has come in the flesh. Mm. And what does that mean? It means that in, I think, Isaiah, he's Emmanuel. He is God with us. So he is God coming to us in the flesh. And any spirit that denies that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. So any suggestive thought or idea that sets itself up against the word of God revealing Christ as God with us, the son of the living God is not of God, that is of Satan. Yes. Um, and so there's there's also ways to kind of, there's something called discerning spirits, right? Discerning, is this of the Holy Spirit? Is this, is this of God? Does it bring God glory? Does it bring us true, everlasting, genuine peace? Does it bring us comfort in Him? Not. Like there's temporary comforts, there's temporary peace that, you know, we can experience. But you touched on, you know, there are, there's ways that people can experience peace, like in Buddhism, but it's temporal, it's carnal, it's, it's a counterfeit, then the peace that Christ gives us, which is unmistakably from the Holy Spirit, and it's, it's divine, it's regardless of circumstances. It's something that we can't conjure up ourselves. It's something that's like deposited into us. It's deep. It's deep. It's,
0: it's, it's very, it's, it has profound depth and penetrates through to our soul. It's not surface. It's not flitting away quickly.
1: Yeah, and I love that you brought up that he, he brings to remembrance the Word of God to us. And it's going to be very different difficult to bring something to memory if we haven't first read it
0: doesn't violate his own principles. If you haven't read it, he's not reminding you of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Simple. Well, but I think, too, once you become a believer, your convictions will change. Yes. Even if you haven't read it, it's like, well, that doesn't seem right because...
0: Yeah, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit would never give you any comfort, never give you any emotional yeah. comfort, never speak to you. But the simple principle there reminds you of what he what's has said Yeah. has to have been seen before he reminds.
1: To actually know what's been written.
0: Right, That's right. Around. He's comforter and counselor, and he's the God of all comfort. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 is here also. Mm-hmm. And I won't break it down thoroughly, but go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and look at, uh, I encourage people to do so, look at what <clears throat> uh, the Word of God says about his comfort and how he gives comfort and why he gives comfort. And you can see uh, in verses around 8 through 11 where Paul is in utter despair. He mm-hmm. talks about his time in Asia, how they felt the sentence of death. Which meant they either wanted to die, or thought they were going to die. Mm-hmm. And that he says the purpose of that was so that God could reveal himself and show that he would bring him back from that.
1: Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, the comforter. Um, you've recently gone through a, a life-threatening event, mm-hmm. very recent, yes. about a couple of weeks ago. October 7th. These principles that you're talking about, how the Holy Spirit engages in the life of a believer in this suffering. Mm-hmm. I mean, You went through immense suffering. I don't know how much you want to share of that, but yeah. this is a very personal example.
0: Yeah, yeah, I simply lost a high percentage of blood uh, to esophageal varices, which is veins in your esophagus erupting and a massive blood loss. And I had symptoms that had not been in ER, they say I would have died, I had not had this episode while in ER. <clears throat> and I can't say I went through immense suffering. I was never in profound pain, but my life was threatened, by all means. And they told Judy that uh, touch and go, and we're not out of the woods and so forth. So we're still on the comeback. It uh, it, it takes a while to, to, to get the energy back. Um, but throughout that time, from like I was in CCU for four days, hospital for four more. I've been in the hospital 15 out of 18 days, those first 18. Um Throughout that time, when I was conscious and my mind was right, the Holy Spirit was speaking. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit was comforting. The Holy Spirit was calming. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was not complex. It was not um, read these four chapters. It wasn't remind me to go to these passages. It was him simply saying, I'm here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I've got this. We're good. Rest in me. It's all right. I got it.
1: It's so simple.
0: So simple. It was so simple, and and then there were some things that uh, I was dealing with in my mind spiritually, where I was you know worried about my wife and you know, what am I going to die? Am I going to leave her? And the Holy Spirit assuring me there, and then the Holy Spirit um, sending people that we love. I mean, but we had the vast number of people uh, showing up to to offer help, encourage, pray, pray over me. Um, the body of Christ was in action, the Holy Spirit was in action, and the deep assurance was from the Holy Spirit, moment by moment, as I was lying there, uh, and I wasn't in great pain. Uh, I was uh, uncomfortable. Who can sleep in a hospital, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you got stuff stuck in your arms and all. Uh, so I was uncomfortable, but I wasn't miserable. And, and, uh, but my mind was battling being miserable and stressed, and the Holy Spirit's peace was amazing. And he spoke some specific things to me, just about um, things he wanted changed in life. Uh, he took away some concerns that I had in my mind, some some habitual things in my mind that just suddenly were gone. Wow. That that in the middle of this experience, the Holy Spirit says, "I've got that. That's out of the way." And so it's very hard to explain, but his evidence was overwhelming. I just want to mention that, not to bring attention to myself in my episode, but to say. He's real, he shows up in the, in the uh, day-to-day, normal stuff, and he shows up in the crisis. And he was very real then.
1: Would you say we can hear from the Spirit loudest when we are suffering?
0: Oh, I think he definitely can hear loudly when he's suffering, there's mm-hmm. no question. I think we can hear from him at all times, but by, sure. all, by all means, uh, in, in the midst of suffering, um, he's present, and we should always look toward him. Um, you know, you've, you've been in difficult situations where you've gone to minister to people and in suffering and entering into other people's suffering. You walk into the emergency room and there's a horrible accident and two are dead and two are injured and it's chaos. Well, Sarah, what do you have to say to them that's going to help? What do I have to say to them that's going to help? Right. Not much. Right? The Holy Spirit gives you the words if you walk with Christ. He has always, when I've walked into those situations, said, "Say this, go there, don't do that, speak to that one, handle this."
1: And we have to have confidence that we do hear from him. Oh we yes, have, to have confidence you that got... when he said, "I'm giving you my spirit," I have his spirit. Yeah, and he's giving me things to say. Yeah, and we have to we have to have confidence in that.
0: So when you're counseling someone, or someone's in a crisis, or someone's just hurting. I think the thing to do is is to say to the Lord, uh, I've got nothing here, Lord, this better be you. Mm-hmm. And that'll work. <laughs> that exactly. will work. If you have put into your mind the Word of God so that there's something for Him to pull back out.
1: I mean, I even think about spiritual gifts. Yes. You know, it's His Spirit that empowers us to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and And He has shown me experientially how it is only His Spirit that I'm able to do anything.
0: Yes, totally.
1: Um, I bring it up a lot, this very dark depression that I went through, but the spiritual gifts that I believe that God has given me, one is evangelism. I mean, I realized when I went through that dark spiritual depression that evangelism was very hard for me. I realized that He truly is the one that empowers me to do it. Yes, It's not just my own passions like it's really the lord that empowers us to do yes. those things and we can easily mistake in it mm-hmm. as us you know we can easily mistake in our spiritual gifts or whatever and, and and allow those things to go to our head too i mean you see it yeah. happening with people but it's truly him i mean it's it's the lord that breathed it into our lungs to make us alive he, makes, he, he, he gives us sanity i mm. mean everything is in his hand and but it's only by his spirit that we can recognize jesus for who he is and so some people i think too struggle with well am i saved am i really saved da, da, da. let me ask you this do you recognize jesus christ has come in the flesh do you believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead do you believe that He is God with us? Yes. If the answer is yes, be encouraged because you can only confess that through the Spirit. Right. You can only confess it through that.
0: Yeah. And, and if you're like if you're lying in a hospital bed or somewhere and you think there's a chance you're dying, and uh, I didn't think I was dying necessarily, but you'll have these things cross your mind. You know, you'll have these questions. Well, you know, how have I done? How have I done? And what came to me is my sin is great, the cross is greater. Mm-hmm. You're fine. Mm-hmm. It's covered. My sin is great. The cross is greater. I've got you. Next subject.
1: (laughs) Praise God. So if someone's listening to this right now and they're wondering, how do I practice listening to the Holy Spirit, hearing from the Holy Spirit? What would be your advice?
0: Well, first of all, I would say that you want to surrender your mind immediately. You say, I want to hear from God. And so you say to the Lord, Father, I surrender my mind. I give up my thoughts to you, and I ask you to take over my thoughts and my mind. Then I would go to Scripture. I would would go to prayer and Scripture. I would pray for a few minutes asking the Lord to to clear your mind, to give you clarity. And I would go to Scripture that is perhaps about your identity in Christ. There's 36 Scriptures uh, that say who you are. And I would go to other vital Scriptures and refresh your mind in it. This is going to reset your heart and mind and position you to be used by God. If you're in a more urgent situation and you don't have time for that and a friend calls and they're in crisis or uh, those severe situations where I said, you know, you went to ER and it's, it's it's just all horrible. You simply walk in saying, I give up, Lord, this is you. This has to be you. He could take that. He, he's never going, well, wait a minute, we need 15 minutes to, to prepare. Okay. If you've got 15 minutes to prepare, then please do. Then, then pray getting some scripture, getting some prayer. But you don't even have to have it. In the moment, God knows the moment was coming. right? And you can just say, I give up Lord, gonna need you right this second. And he'll do it. And otherwise though, stay in the habit of being prayed up, of surrendering your mind consciously to God, and of being consistently in the word of God and letting key scriptures uh, renew your mind.
1: That's really good advice. And one continuing thought to that is it says in the Scripture to ask for wisdom and he will freely give it to you. Yes. But we shouldn't be double-minded. Correct. He said a double-minded man cannot expect to receive anything from the Lord. And I think that is because we'll ask and then we'll receive and then the we'll question if we've actually received it and go back and forth and be tossed about.
0: Yeah, that's so, a warning against hearing it and then not doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It truly really is. Yeah. yeah. And so I I go back to that, and this has been a practice for me personally, maybe that's why I'm drilling this in, is to really have faith that God is present and intimate with us. He's not in the far-off distant land occasionally looking down. Mm. Or if we are praying for at least 20 minutes, he'll start to ascend.
0: <laughs> well said. We do think of him yeah. as too far away.
1: Yeah. But that he actually loves me and is intimate and close enough to me that when I ask of whatever it is, that I have to trust that I've received it.
0: Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah. No. Faith in him, him is absolutely essential. He is always true to his word. He is... Uh, never put off by us even if he's even if we've sinned there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus and he is ready and available right now
1: yep that access has been opened the veil has been Comple- torn completely open yeah yes. praise god yes. praise god all right thank you victor thank you
0: this has been waging war Thanks for fighting alongside us this week.